to Minute 118 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today on this lovely Wednesday is Mark Hoffmeyer from Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, and Movies, Films, and Flicks. Welcome back, Mark. I'm recording this episode from inside of a hole I dug in my backyard. <laughs> Wait, you haven't stuck your head out of the, out of the hole yet? No, haven't done it yet. Not not even thinking about it. I'm hanging out with my possum that comes by all the time. We hang out. We're playing some Uno. Wait, do you know how close you are to the to, to the to the to the trees? Oh, I was like thirty feet short. Okay. And I have a ten foot rope that rope that can get to it. <laughs> it's been a weird day. Yes, it has. But again, if it's a magic rope, then you're good. No, yeah, it's definitely or, a magic or, rope. Or, People or, can tell the truth. Or maybe you just have, like, flute that you can play, and uh, the rope will just grow. Whoa. You know, like in, like in uh, Octopussy, James Bond. That was, and hopefully that was not. The, that was one of the things Q was showing him in Q Station in uh, India. That That's a pole. Do you remember that? No, I don't even remember. No, I do uh, not remember uh, that at all. Ooh. I do not. I was uh, thinking mice would be following me. Uh-huh. Okay. Anch- right. Anchorman, I think, has some good flute playing, right? Is it? Mm, so, I'm, not play- fan, I'm not a fan of Anchorman. I saw I saw both of them. I think once or maybe twice, and that was it. Yeah, not 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 my watch, kind of humor. But you should watch the sequel. I worked on it uh, when they did the big fight in New York. I was in charge of the taxi cabs driving around. Yeah, but you weren't in the fight, were you? No, but the taxi cabs. You can see me briefly in the background walking away. Oh, okay. I look for I look for Goon yeah. Mark. Yeah, Goon Mark, not looking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, minute 118 starts with Colin continuing his journey on the trolley express and goes all the way until we see Danny reaching the mouth of the trap door. We continue. Yesterday, we, we already saw uh, at least two prisoners uh, escape, one with a hat already on his head and one miraculously getting a hat as he popped out of the, uh, the hole in the ground. And so now we see that Colin and Henley are on their way, so they, they put Colin on the trolley, moved him along to the next station for him to, to, to get around. Now, I always find it really interesting the way that they signal everyone that they should be moving along, you know, the, this double tap that they do. Yeah. Because it, it, I always wonder what is the distance between each of these stations? You know, is it supposed to be that there's like 50 feet between each station or whatever it is? Are, are they feeling the vibrations or are they just listening to the tap tap? What do you think? I mean, 30 feet, because they dug out 30 feet. You could hear it. 30 feet, you could hear a tap-tap. Yeah, but how would you I know which so. side the tap-tap's coming from? Because, you know, each of these stations has two trolleys, basically, one going in each direction. So if you're tapping on this hmm. side, you know, will they know that you're to the right of them or to the left of them? Because the, these trolleys are moving back and forth each way. Interesting. You know, it reminds me of like Stand By Me, where he, where you know, you have, you know, Gordy keeps keeps stopping and you know, putting his hand on on the train trussle to see when they're crossing the bridge. I remember when I first saw that came out, I, I kept wondering what what is he doing. I didn't realize it took it took a few few times seeing the movie to understand that he's waiting for the vibrations. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kept thinking he was looking to see if it's hot, to because if, if it's hot, that means that that the train was by went by recently. But obviously, it's the opposite effect that, that, that we should be looking for. You know, is something. I mean, fun? I. Yeah, I like your theory. It, I'm probably feeling the vibration, but it's interesting that that's what you thought about. I thought about the movie Cabin in the Woods, where the stoner guy. I haven't seen that yet, so don't spoil it. Oh, for me. 
Well, there's uh, there's it's, a good trial gag. It's on my list. There's a good trial gag in it, so I don't I won't give it away. But okay. there's some good garden tool usage in it. So then I started thinking about garden tools in cinema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, all right. And that led me to think about the movie Peter Rabbit, which has some pretty good holes in it. Yes, but uh... from the the. That's a good movie. Have you seen Peter Rabbit? Yes, 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 yes. It's funny. Uh, I, There's a wait, subplot this, about uh, breaking ribs. Did the sequel come out already? The sequel did come uh, out, didn't it? Next month, next month. Oh, it, it was supposed out. to come out last year. Now it's coming out. Right. Very excited. We recorded a two-hour episode for it and a trailer talk. So I've done like three hours of coverage on it on Movie oh, wow. Sums of Flakes. Well, I yeah. think I've seen it. Now I have to think back. Once again, did I see Peter Rabbit? Or am I confusing it with something else? I with Hop? No, uh, I don't think I saw Hop. Mm. I don't know. I'll have to check. Okay, but I can understand why that, that would have a lot of holes in it. Not, <laughs> just, not just in the plot. But, uh, you know. So then, uh, Do you think Donald Gleason, if they remade this, Donald Gleason, he'd be good in this movie, in one of these films. As what? As what oh, Attenborough. No. He'd be Bartlett. No, 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 no. You don't think so? No. You see, I have a lot of trouble trying to, to recast any of these, these characters because, to me, they're almost all perfect. So to Chris try Pine. to think about someone instead of one of them. No, Chris Pine. See, I love Chris Pine. As, I as really films. do. I love Chris Pine. I think he's a great Captain Kirk. There's no question about it. But anytime I see him in anything else, I can't stop thinking of him as Captain Kirk. You know, he's in hmm. Wonder Woman. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, uh, Wonder Woman is having an affair with Captain Kirk. He's Jack Ryan. And I'm thinking, okay, they're training Captain Kirk to be a spy for the U.S. You know, that, that for me, he, he has embodied, you know, I mean, he's not William Shatner, but, but he's able to play William Shatner really well as, you know, as his younger self. Okay. So I have a the lot Castle of trouble Star Trek, putting him in another, in another film. They get caught in – they go back in time. They get caught in World War II, get put in a POW camp, and then the cast of Star Trek 2009 has to escape. Okay, obviously Chris Pine at that point is Bartlett. Because <laughs> then he's Kirk. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Very good. What do you think? Uh, Star Trek, The Great Escape. There you go. Get working I'd on that script. I, I definitely watch it. Get, get work, oh, I wrote it. Get working on that script. You wrote it. Great. Yeah. So now you just have to I just get, All the dialogue is bought. the same. Now you just yeah, have to all the dialogue is the same. I just changed the names. To protect the innocent. It's all the same. All right. Hey, if it works. <laughs> You know, you got you got Scotty as uh, Cavendish. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And Ives. No, no, no. Ives, Ives is, is a treble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Imagine having nose in your POW camp. That would just overrun you. <laughs> I don't think they need to have to worry about getting out. Yeah. Do you think gremlins were responsible for any of these pilots' planes crashing and being captured? Of course. Yeah. Why is that even a question? <laughs> all right so uh, I, this minute yeah so basically you know uh, colin goes down to the trolley and then we get to see the next group of prisoners at the next station waiting to go and you have uh, once again we have haynes and uh, and nemo waiting to move along i mean it's 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 nice the fact that they show the the way that the the whole system works you know they don't need mm-hmm. to but they, they still are able to show us that, okay, they now know that the next group went, so now they're going to go also. It, it, I, I think filmmakers today wouldn't waste their time and waste the, the audience's time watching 
a different group of soldiers, you know, prisoners going through. But but this gives us more continuity of the whole thing. You see everything flowing. It's moving. You know, it's not it's not cutting and and you know showing other types of scenes. It's 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 very fluid the way that's showing everything going. I mean, I think that that's what the best filmmakers do. Yes. I think you need to have. Sometimes you don't have that, but sometimes it's really excellent to have an understanding of your surroundings because you know each step of the line, and that way you're more familiar if there's any mess-ups. Exactly. So when you're, when you're familiar with A to Z and something gets messed up in G, you know everything before and after it. So you, you, like, you know, die hard, right? I keep going back to that. Of but you know the locations. You know that there's already an abandoned floor. You know what the office is. You have a, a basic understanding of the structure of the building and you're able to follow along mm-hmm. with Absolutely. it. And, and I think that's, that's another wise thing. I mean, that's another example of why the director is so great because first and foremost, what we, we already talked about how uh, Sturgis was a, a, a editor beforehand. So by giving us every step of the way, like you said, remember when we were talking about they introduce a new character? Oh, well, are they going yet? Well, they're almost going. So I think you just have all, um, I, I love it. I, I think yeah. spending that extra time. And you're right. I mean, would they do that nowadays? Probably not. Most most directors wouldn't do it. I mean, a, a perfect example of what you just mentioned about with Die Hard and stuff like that is also Titanic. I was amazed mm-hmm. the first time that I saw Titanic, the fact that, you know, they, they, they give us the, the, the pretty goofy, you know, CGI computer version from 1997 – of, of how the, the, the ship went down. But they give it, they tell you it within the first 20 minutes of the movie. And then it's, it's stuck in your head. And then later on, when, they're, they're, when these things are all happening, you, you, get, have, you can visualize it much easier because they've planted yeah. that seed in your head. You know, the, the, <laughs> talking about planting seeds within and movies hope. and stuff like that is this is, I mean, what Sturgis did here is something that, that Nolan does also. And, and I think that also could be one of the reasons why Nolan and Sturgis their films are very long because yeah. they, they want to, and, and they're, they're, most of their films are long, but they're still fascinating to watch because there's always something going on, whether it's in the foreground or the background or whatever it is, but something is constantly going on. And, and, and these are the type of movies that you do need to, to sit and spend a lot of time trying to go through like we're doing here because you, you pick up on so many interesting things, not just the, the, the flukes, you know the hat and the and and the rope and stuff like that. But you pick yeah. up on on the way that the story is being told of how detailed everything is. I mean, uh, in a few seconds, I'm going to mention something else that's really detailed here. But first, first we're going to talk about Danny and Willie. So uh, as we talked about last week, you know, Danny, you know, isn't able to continue going through the uh, the, the tunnel. He goes through his whole claustrophobia, oh, which again in the original script, none of this is there. Okay, there's there's the point that he hmm. does leave, but they don't go into real detail as to why he's so claustrophobic and everything like that. And you know, he's standing there trying to get a little bit of air from from the the the, the uh, window that's been completely shut shut up. And then most of this minute is is a is a monologue by by Danny by by Willie. Sorry, trying to convince Danny to to go. And he goes. He says they're moving through the tunnel now. They're going to get out. They're, they're all going to get out. When Warsaw fell, you escaped and came to England because you were a flyer. You came because you wanted to fly with us and, fly, and fight the Germans. We can get out now. We can get back to England. If you don't go through that tunnel, everything we've done for now uh, will have been for nothing. Nothing. That's all he says. Now, in the original script, they, they condensed that to three 
short little lines. Okay, Danny says, don't wait for me. And Willie says, if I don't, if, if you don't come with me, I won't leave. Then you'll have uh, stopped, then you'll have stopped my escape. And that's what convinces him in the original script. Now, obviously, this is much better. It's more convincing uh, to have, uh, you know, John Layton say this to, to Charles Bronson. And then the, the, they have these, these great music cues right after he plays, says that to him. That, that sort of like a guilt trip music, somber music guilt trip <laughs> type of thing. And then you, you see that, mm-hmm. that, that he, at this point, Danny looks out the, looks at the window, which, again, is pretty strange because there, there probably is no air coming through that window the way that it's sealed shut because they need to make sure that there's no light getting out also. Uh, because if there's light mm-hmm. getting out, then, uh, you know, one of the guards, even if it's not Goon Mark, is going to be able to pay attention to the yeah. fact that there's, there's a little bit of light coming out of this, this barracks. So he looks at looks there. He grabs a hold of something, making it look as if he's closing the window, but he never really opened it. And then he goes and, and cuts in line, and stands right next to uh, Sedgwick, and he's getting ready to go back into the tunnel. Yes. Great pep talk. Yeah, wonderful pep talk. You know that that's basically what this this entire minute is this pep talk, which, as I stated, isn't even in the original script. So the the question will always remain: who who decided? To, to add that to it, you know, was it something that that uh, one of the actors decided to add it? Is it something that uh, Serger said? You know, we need something deeper here in order to convince everyone that that he really is going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be convinced by what's being said. So, my first question to you, Mark, is: Can you think mm-hmm. of any other movies? I've thought of three, okay, that predominantly show Polish soldiers or pilots. That are fighting for the RAF, or sorry, that are fighting for the, for the for the for the British. I can think of three Polish soldiers fighting for the RAF. Well, in, in two of them, in two of them, okay. they're pilots, and in one of them, it's it's a uh, it's a general. So he said, so, so he's not fighting for the RAF. He's you know fighting with Montgomery. Here, I'll give you a little bit of hint as to whether you can try and figure oh. that one out. Okay. So that's Air Force. It, World, Flyboys is World War One. That, no. that doesn't work. Yeah, uh, all let's World see. All three of them are, are, are World yeah. War Battle of Britain. Nope. Battle of Britain? It is possible oh, that Battle yeah. of Britain has that, the, but that's the not longest, what I'm thinking of. The longest day? Also, no, because D-Day, there, there were – I don't – I don't oh, think yeah. there were any Polish fighters in D-Day, in, but yeah, I could okay. be wrong. Again, that's not those were not the ones I was thinking of, but it is possible. You, they're, they're both very good choices that you've said, but they're not what I was thinking of. Bridge on the River Kwai. Are there any are there any Polish prisoners uh, in there, or is that all soldiers? Okay. No, but again, there's, there's, it's see. never mentioned that there's any Polish prisoners there. Man, I am. I see a bunch in my head, but I can't. I can't articulate them right now. This is this is worrying me. Okay, All right, well, let me know. What are they? Two of them are basically one is one is a remake of the other. Okay, they're both comedies. 19, one is from no, 1942 and one's from 1983. If that helps a little bit. Wings. Mm. Memphis Belle. No, Memphis Belle was 1990. Wings. <laughs> Wings was 1923. Come on. <laughs> and it's a re. I, this is my. This is how I use deduction. But it'll go way past the 20 minutes. All right, so 1983. 1983. All right, I'll give you another hint. Comedy. Comedy. Remake. 1983. Comedy. Comedy. Remake. 
It's not Hot Shots. No, Hot Shots was, was 1991. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> this is based on the Gulf War, too. Um, 1983 comedy pilots. I, I'm lost. I don't. I don't have it. I don't have okay, it. Okay, it takes place in Poland in Warsaw. Takes in Warsaw. Doctor Zhivago. Oh come on, Mark. Doctor Zhivago is 1965. <laughs> come on, come on. I, I, I don't, it's not there. It's, it's not there. It's blocked out. I can't. Okay, let me, let me, let me see. Uh, Should I give you the, the, the main actor or just two of the? All right. It, it has George Gaines, George Weiner, Christopher Lloyd, Jose, Jose Ferrer, Charles Durning, Tim Matheson. Plays Whoa. the Polish character, Lieutenant Andrzej Sabinski. Tim Matheson, 1983 comedy. I said 19, 1941. Uh, 1941 was in 1979. And it doesn't take yeah. place in Poland. Okay, 83. Tim, oh, airplane? Airplane's 1980, doesn't take place, doesn't take 80, place in Poland. 80. <sighs> I, don't, I, I, just, I don't have it. I'm just throwing out, Mel I'm Brooks, throwing out nothing. I'm throwing. Oh, gosh, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks directed? Both directed and starred. Sorry, he didn't direct 19, it. He didn't even so direct it. Sorry, what, he just starred. It was directed by Alan Johnson. Excuse me. But it's a oh. movie with, with Anne Bancroft. Anne Bancroft. To be I, don't, I, don't, to I, don't, I don't have it. Oh! You know what's crazy? I have the Mel Brooks box <laughs> set. <laughs> that's, that's the one with the plays, yes. correct? Where they... Oh, I've okay. watched that one. I have it. I was I was thinking that's the chairs. What the ch- I haven't watched Twelve Chairs. Yeah, Is that the one Mel Brooks? That's that's the only one I haven't watched on that box set. But now now it's all coming back to me. But I just remember the Playhouse. I don't remember. So they're they're any in, RAF they're or... in uh, Warsaw, and Mel Brooks believes that his wife is having an affair with a uh, Polish flyer who's 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 there to help try to uh, try try to help. The other uh, trying to help them all get out of out of Warsaw because the Nazis have have, have uh. and that's played by Tim Matheson. He plays the, the the character. Now this is a remake of the uh, Jack Benny film Ooh. from 1942, which was also called To Be or Not to Be, where Robert Stack played the 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 Polish character Lieutenant Stanislaw Sabinski and. That's My apologies, everyone, for having to listen to me throw out <laughs> stupid movies. I'm always good for a go. I that was okay. Yeah, I so I have that. My, my wife got me that box set on Blu-ray, and I've watched that movie exactly once. And all I remember is the Playhouse and if you the, get a chance, the watch it again just to see if you and the poster. So if you get a chance, try to see yeah. it again, and and if you can see the original, see that also because it's. It, they're both they're both hilarious and and just amazingly done. The third movie that I was thinking of was A Bridge Too Far. Oh, Bridge! That's I saw the poster it's right in my head. Gene like, Hackman plays ah. the, the the Polish general who's who's helping the Polish uh, paratroopers, you know, that that are fighting with the with with the royal the Royal Air Force, Navy, Marines, whatever it is. You know, one time I owned a double pack DVD. I think with that and the Battle of Britain. I think it was okay. a double pack. Makes sense. And I think I had those, but I don't have any more. And I never watched them. I bought it for like five bucks. Never watched them. All right. Exciting okay. story. All right. I, I didn't think the Battle of Britain was that a great, great movie anyway. Bridge, uh, Bridge Too Far is amazing. So I, I, I think you should, if you get a chance. That's also another three-hour movie, but it was also directed by Richard Attenborough. 
Jones. Another connection Ooh. to this movie. I actually, hey in preparation for this uh, for today's show, watched two more movies about the the Polish fighters in the RAF. Nice. Neither one was spectacular, and they were both made at the exact same time, and they're pretty much the exact same story. One of them is called 303 Squadron, and the other one's called Mission of Honor, which is also known as Hurricane. They're both from uh, 2018. They're all about the uh, Polish fighters, Polish Air, Air, Air Force pilots that joined up with the RAF during the Battle of Britain. So whatever, it was, yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. You know, and, and the one thing I learned from the movie is is that the, the Squadron 303 had the highest scoring fighter, were the highest scoring fighter squad in the entire Battle of Britain. There were 145 wow. Polish pilots, and they shot down uh, at least 203 German fighters. That's amazing. Yeah. So I found that to be uh, fascinating. Yeah, so there isn't that much more to talk about this minute. I was going to give you a top five, but since you haven't seen any of movies, <laughs> it's not really going to do much good. Yeah, I'm sorry about no, that. Yeah, that's uh, all right. My, my knowledge of Polish uh, World War II movies, uh, fighters in, in that, is, is not too strong. But that no, gives them something to work aren't, on. These aren't, these aren't Polish uh, World War II movies. These are, you know, these, some of these are mainstream. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it. out of five are mainstream films, but, uh, but that's got okay. it. That's right. So, you have anything else for this uh, minute, Mark? No, I mean, I love the talk. I love the pep talk. I love that it never veered into. I think it was probably one of the best. It, it was the best pep talk up until Deep Blue Sea Two, when Aaron gives a pep talk to Doctor Kim. That's when Aaron says, "Like, we got to survive. We got to survive for Leslie." To Aaron, I think Aaron's speech to Daniel Kim in Deep Blue Sea Two. Is a little bit better than this one. Mm, I don't know but about that. I, don't know about that. I, I understand what you're what you're saying here. You know, I think I think I think Danny and Willard are, are a much better pair <laughs> than than Aaron and Doctor Kim. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. Even though I know you're an expert on Deep Blue Sea one, two, three, and uh, hopefully four when it eventually comes out. Shark Week yeah. 2022. I know. Yeah. I know. See, That's a great I, scoop. That's yes. a great scoop. <laughs> you see, I've been paying attention. I, I actually listened to your show. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, that's that was a fun interview. They 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 had some fun yes. on that. Yeah, definitely. So anyone who's listening to this now, you can go back about nine or ten months and listen to that uh, interview that that Mark and Jay did, Deep Blue Sea, the, the podcast. With, yeah, we uh, talked to the, the director, director and John Poe. Yeah, and um, Tanya Raymond. There you go. The star. Talking about Evian filling up water tanks and underwater chainsaws. Exactly. I had I had them on, and I just tried to talk about completely other things. It's not good. <laughs> but that's what you always do, Mark. Everyone, everyone <laughs> who has you on their show knows that that's what's going to be, you know. Or when you're on, when they're on your show, yeah. 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 You just you have to make sure you have that block of time to to sit and talk about it and talk about Ride whatever whatever Mark wants to talk about, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a good job of that here, too. You know, Even um, if you're the director of a movie, I'll talk go. about other things. Exactly. All right. I think they like that. I think they like it. They're not of course they do. stock. I think Pogue likes it because my questions are weird. <laughs> he knows that he's got to come, come in top form to, to, to That's make right. sure that he can uh, pay attention to everything that, uh, that you do. All right. So you have anything else to say about this minute? No, this was fun. Thank you very much. All right. So you want to come back in tomorrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So why don't you tell everyone how they can get in touch with you so they can listen to things about you over the next day before you come back and talk more about The Great Escape. Yeah, movies, films, and flicks. Movies, films on FLIX and Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. Check it out. 
All right. And you can contact us at email, thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. And on Twitter, we can be reached at greatescapemxm. So until tomorrow, tally-ho. Tally-ho.